Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. You're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player. Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. This is Matt Wakeling and this is my show that I produce in Sydney, Australia. It's been running since 2016 where I get to speak to leading guitar players and guitar figures from all around the world. And we also host the iconic Roundtable series here as well. Now today I am in interview mode. I'm speaking to the amazing Anna Popovich. Anna is a fiery blues rock guitarist and vocalist, definitely with connections to the Hendrix family tree, but she has endeavoured and succeeded in creating her own voice on the instrument. Anna is a road warrior who has toured incessantly over the last two decades, sharing stages with people like B.B. King, Joe Bonamassa, Eric Johnson, Kenny Wade Shepard, Jeff Beck, just to name a few. Now, in today's episode, Anna and I speak about her latest album, Power, which will be released in May 2023, although pre-sales are available right now. The album was written and recorded under very trying circumstances. Anna had received a diagnosis of breast cancer, but really used the album process as a way to channel her focus on something that she, she loved doing. There is a ton of fantastic guitar playing throughout the record, and we talk about that a lot, including... 64 Strat, we address rumours of a Fender signature model and much more. Alright, let's jump straight in. Anna Popovich, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks and hello, hi, good to see you. Good to see you. So you're in California as we speak? Yeah, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles, awesome, awesome. Hey, congratulations on your new album Power. I know it's, it's going to be released early May 2023 but it's all tracked it's in the can it's ready to go so uh yes must be an exciting time just before a new album comes out it is it's awesome there will be pre-orders there will be shit they, they will be shipped out way before the, the the due date on in may so they will be shipped already in march for the for the fans and people that want to pre-order it and it's uh it's ready it's it's uh it's done and and it looks great it sounds great i'm very excited yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I guess the big thing about this this album is that um, it was written and recorded during probably the the height of COVID restrictions and and troubles, um, but also a, a health cloud over yourself that um, I guess shaped a lot of what we ended up hearing and and what you were expressing on the record. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been absolutely without. Uh trying to 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 sound uh, the, the make it sound better than it was really uh the hardest time i've ever experienced in my life and uh you won't notice it on the record because uh, all the songs are very positive and obviously there's no subjects such as what i was going through but um 
it is uh, I witness firsthand how music can be healing and how, you know, just being busy with music and with songs um, is, is just heals your soul, you know? And I mean, I, I witnessed that throughout my career with other people and whatever, they come and tell me, okay, your, your music makes me uh, feel great and I wanna keep coming back to your concerts. And I don't know, they, you know, they always come after the show and tell me what impact my music have, have on them. But this is the first time that I really understood that you know, of all the things I was busy in my life, the, that pure joy um, that I needed in that moment of my life was exactly coming from a Stratocaster and coming awesome. from songwriting. And I mean, when you can just choose what is that very thing that's going to make you feel better, even when you have a bad day and when, when you're down and when you're doubting uh, the future. Uh, and if you can choose one thing, that's my passion. My passion is music and guitar. And I guess if I can suggest to other people, whatever that is, whatever that very thing is, of yeah, all yeah. your hobbies and your work and everything you do in life, you've got to find that one thing that really, truly make you uh, just happy getting out of the bed in the morning. And that was for me really, um, you know, writing those songs, thinking about the songs yeah. and uh, picking up guitar and playing. Fantastic. Now your bass player and co-producer Boothal, you guys obviously worked very closely on, on pulling the project together. You, you pulled a killer band. Some of the, the musicians you worked with are amazing on this record. Yes. Yeah, we have Chris Coleman on drums, who is one of the best drummers in the world. Yeah. I mean, the Detroit scene was amazing. Obviously, some of the band members of, of my band, uh, they're just top-notch, you know. Um, and uh, Boothell, uh, he never wrote before. I mean, he wrote a few songs before this and I kind of, I guess, showed him how to do it. And uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever written like the whole record with somebody, but this this just really happened so naturally. And, and the fact that we grew up in different um, parts of the world, me in Serbia and him in, 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 De in Detroit, in Saginaw, Michigan, um, and he, African-American family that's deeply rooted in church and me, totally different. Um, but we find out that we just have the same aspiration for music. We, we, we love same things. We love the same type of bass line, same type of groove, same type of, type of uh, messages in the songs. And just kind of uh, just surprised by those things, uh, our upbringing so different at the, at the same time so similar you know so mm -hmm. similar our families back back in the day uh they on both sides just loved great music and loved partying and just uh loved musicians and, and jamming and this is you're talking two different parts of the world right and 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 back in the day in the 70s and 80s and how we grew up so we really put that that whole thing uh in this record and obviously he was there for me when I found out that, that I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I was thinking, okay, well, I had a, a great career. Uh, maybe it's time to do something else. Maybe it's time to <clears throat> stop touring and stop doing music. And he was the one who was like, you can't stop. You know, you, you really, you can't stop. You're born to do this. You, you love this. This is your passion. You've got to touch people with your music. So we had a lot of conversations about life, about, and again, from two different perspectives as he's coming from the religious perspective and me, different but the bottom line is really you you gotta do what you love you gotta do what you love until you can do it and uh and i'm glad he did that because because 
I'm very excited about the songs. They're wonderful to play live. I've done many records in, in my career, and uh, I, I definitely am proud of this one being so different than anything else I've done. That's amazing. That's so good. I'm glad you are. You're stuck with the music. That's that's super cool. Well, how did you guys track the album? Did you have any issues with COVID, or were you able to track as a band, which I know you like to do? Well, we started during COVID, and obviously, I had my treatment in Amsterdam. So you're talking a year with 14 chemotherapy therapy. So wherever we could squeeze in a session, we would. Uh, and in the meantime, my band was the band that we wanted to play. So whoever wants to hire us, uh, 13 people, 30 people, social distance, drive-in shows, we were like, we, we want to do it. So uh -huh. me, on top of this whole struggle, I was also playing shows with my band. Um, and um, wherever we would be, you know, Florida, studio in Florida, book it, let's, let's record demos. I mean, okay. uh, Detroit, uh, Los Angeles, Dallas, my whole band on the American side is, is, is based in Dallas. Um, my other band, the European side, is based in Italy. So they would send me tracks and horn, horn players would send me tracks. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I mean, the keyboard player. Um, it was just, it was fun to do things like that. I mean, wow, what a, what a wonderful way to make records. You know, you're so free. You can send files. The files come next day. Yeah. I mean, the fun part about my keyboard player in Europe, uh, Mick Papadia, Italian, who is really a maestro. He's, he's incredible. Uh, I was like, okay, just send me something. This is a demo, okay? This is the first version of the song. And he sent me something just without even a Leslie. I mean, it's not a real Hammond, right? He's a Hammond freak, yeah, and I yeah. love Hammond. It was so good that I kept it. And we, in the meantime, re-recorded and re-demoed that song many more times and had a different drum part put on and, and at the end he was like but Anna I don't even have a Leslie on this track let me record it again I was like nope we're keeping <laughs> what we have and I mean that's just a wonderful uh, we were in the studio with some some would just fly their their parts over and it's it was just wonderful to to do that record I gave myself a lot of time I want it to be as perfect as it can you know I mean I don't want to rush it there's no need to rush it so we would write it, record it, re-record it, re-demo it until it was close to perfection. That's how we heard it. Um, yeah, so it was a long process and many studios, but just so much fun. I mean, just it was really about uh, distracting me from my situation and just having me enjoy the songs sure. and over and over again until we get it right. And obviously my physical uh potential wasn't great so so you know I, I had to sing it over and over and, and get the best part and and um because i was lots of times just just exhausted but but i gave myself time and and yeah what with the with with the end of that process which uh my last chemo was in february this year i think the record was done and then um and then we started touring we played 150 shows in in 20 22 you know we, we were on the road all the yeah. time and just enjoying uh working on the new songs on every sound check not playing them live just like getting ready for this year and here we are now we started playing them and we're loving them yeah mm -hmm. amazing i mean yeah you two are so hard um even even looking at dates for us to have a conversation uh with the with the management it's like man there's a tour coming up you've just been on the road it's good to see you back back on it in such a big way Tell me about the guitars. The guitars um, sound amazing. The, obviously, it's an 
and a Popovich record. A couple of tracks really stood out. A lot of tracks, really. Uh, Queen of the Pack, that is a screaming solo. Lots of uh-huh. wah, one of your signatures. What's, what's happening on that track in terms of your guitars? Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm playing um, my Strat, which is a 64 Strat, and I was going between uh, the 64 Strat and, and the all-original 64. That's my baby. That's my main guitar. Yeah. And uh, um, Maple Neck, uh, Reishi 57. Mm-hmm. And between different amps, obviously, it's either uh, a bassman, Fender bassman, uh, Fender Super Reverb, or Mesa Boogie Mark V. Uh-huh or uh, California Tweed, or so, and sometimes uh, multiple amps together. And, uh, you know, you're probably hearing t- tube screamers, you're hearing uh, different distortions um, on that one, and it's a, it's a real, uh, real heavy hitter as far as the guitar goes, and uh, the, the title, Queen of the Path, uh, is, is, says it all, really, and the song is about Mm, somebody who's leading a, 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 a band or any 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 confirmation, you know, uh, that you that you're leading and you get into doubts and you're not sure which way to go, and, and then basically the idea is as if as if I'm teaching, right? As if I'm teaching other girls or my daughter or anybody else who's asking for advice. Uh, that's where you say, uh-huh. okay, you know, crack your whip. You're the queen of the pack, and get your team back on track, and and that's the song about. So I think the guitars are are doing the same thing. They're really in in in, in powerful. They're in demand, and yeah, that's how I approach the solo. You studied jazz in the Netherlands, and over that tune, you're soloing over some um, sophisticated changes in that second part of the solo as well. What did the study of jazz bring to your playing when you did that at an early age in your career? I studied I studied jazz long ago. I studied jazz back when I started uh, for a few years in Holland in the conservatory, and at the same time I was touring. I started touring and for my own band. And uh, I think you know every time, every ever since I started, um, I wanted to create signature licks. Right, I, that that was my main goal ever since I was. 20 years old, right? It's like, I want to I wanna make timeless music and I want to have signature guitar licks. And in order to do that, instead of me going and copying Steve Ray Vaughan and copying B.B. King, I was like, you know what? I want my own licks and I want to study music, not necessarily so I can become a jazz player. It's more like I want to work on the different phrasings. I want to work on different uh, voicings and incorporate that all into my music. And uh, it definitely broadened my horizons, studying of jazz and, uh, you know, doing John Schofield solos and and Kevin Eubanks and back in the day trying to nail those things and and Joe Pass. You know, it just broadens up your options. Um, But since then, and it's many years, I've really worked on my own sound, not necessarily trying to... I I don't play in a cover band. I don't play Mm -hmm. in a jazz band. I don't play in a... I, I just play my own music and for me it was extremely important to come up with something that's different than the usual blues people doing it so i guess it just helped me create my own licks that's a quite a mature take as a young musician when you're starting out to have that because a lot of us yeah were really happy if we could nail a stevie ray vaughan lick so early on you you wanted to make your own voice on the instrument 
Well, I did, you know, I mean, back in the day when I was starting, I guess I was 13, 14, getting into the solo. We all had a book, you know, Steve Ray Vaughan, mm-hmm. George Benson, and you know, those books that you get and those solos are, are written out. But at some point, this is very important to try to break out from that because there's there's a lot of uh, young guitar players that just, just, just got to do it by the book and just got to sound like that. Um, I absolutely... Uh, wanted to uh, get away as far as I could from people saying, oh, that's the, I know this lady. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. doing Stevie, you know, you're doing Hendrix, you're doing whatever, B.B. King, Body Guy. Like, I specifically didn't want anybody pointing like, okay, that's that lick, I know that. So uh, I think it took a lot of time, uh, but also it took freedom that you are just in control of your own band and your own rhythm section and that pocket that you have on stage, you got to lock into that pocket with your guitar playing and try to come up with something, not from the book, but really from deep down inside. This episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cup. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. The 64 strat you mentioned, what's the story behind that? That's a funny story because I, uh, I found out I was pregnant with my son. That was 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know what? My life is going to change so much. I don't even know what's going to happen. Like, am I going to play, not play? Am I going to have money, you know, the diapers and everything? <laughs> That's expensive. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, like, I, I was like, I have a chance. I save some money on the side and it's like, you know, I'm going to do that before uh, life overtakes uh-huh. and, and in different directions yep. and I'm going to treat myself with a 64 Strat. Um, and the fun part is um, uh, I saved for years. Um, we, I was selling those CDs right on the, on, on stage mm-hmm. and, and uh, I had a lot of $20 bills because I would come back to Europe and the dollar was so low. We would never change the exchange because okay. okay. we would lose that. That was back in 2007, big crisis and, Dollar was worth very little. People were buying guitars, buying equipment in the States just so they don't have to exchange uh-huh. the dollars. So I had a box full of $20 <laughs> bills and I took it with me and I went to Groove's Music um, in Nashville, which is a very famous music yeah, store yeah. Um, with incredible guitars. And uh, there was a few um, mint condition or... Um, you know, mine was not necessarily mint condition to the contrary. Uh, and I could choose, you know, uh, so yeah, 20 grand in $20 bills. <laughs> it took them an hour or two to count it up. And that's how I got uh, that one. And um, that's, um, you know, it took me a, a day to try them out. There were, there were a few different ones. And uh-huh. this one was kind of like a wild guitar. It almost needed to be tamed. And like, no matter how, how different ways to, to strum it, it would react different. It's like it, it was alive. It had a life of its own. So it was very inspiring. From the first moment I okay. played it, yeah. it was very inspiring. And that was my guitar. I wanted, I wanted that. I wanted something that's going to, that's going to react to the way I, I strum it and play it. That's amazing. I, I love the picture of you of a box full of money 
<laughs> just plonking it down, sort of like Wayne's World when he when he buys his strat. That's um, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So that's yeah. that's the sunburst strat. It's obviously yeah, it's it's played a lot of notes. You can tell just by by looking at it. Do you? Oh yeah. Do you tour with that, or is that strictly a? Yeah. You tour with it? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, and I get a lot of crazy looks. Like, are you crazy for to take that on the road? I'm like, man, if you're lucky enough to to own one, uh, and you're lucky enough to have concerts to play it, you know, you, that's what you should do. I, I mean, it's like I don't want it to sit in a closet. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want it to 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 play, to be played. It needs to be played, and I need to enjoy it. And uh, you know, there's a lot of lot of guitar players out there that you know wish they're on the road, and there's a lot of them that wish they can afford one like that that's we grew up in serbia we could only dream about these things mm -hmm. you know i mean there was just nobody owned one uh, you know so i mean it was like uh how in earth can you afford a guitar like that back in the day so now that i have one it's like that's all i want to do i want to play that yeah. live and, and take with the risk of course there's a lot of risk taking it i don't part with it ever you know i never part with it it's always with me in my hotel rooms, wherever I go. Sure. Uh, yeah. But still, there's certain risk, right, when you fly planes and, and I don't know what. Um, but it's uh, it's worth it's worth the risk mm -hmm. for sure because I enjoy every second of it. That's so good. I'm glad you take it out. I love that. You um, well, talking about strats, like you're known as a strat player. I know you play some other things on the record too, which I want to get back to. But if we can stick on strats for a moment, is there any truth that you're working with Fender on a signature model? Yes, yes. We are close to the end. It's been forever. But uh, due to my situation and everything, we kind of responded. Sure. But we are, it's, it's as good as done. And we're finishing that up. And I can't wait That's to take it on the road. Um, yeah, um, it's going to be, uh, it's like 20, 20 uh, year signature guitar for me because mm -hmm. this is the only job I've ever had and I've been playing for a long time and, and that's where we agreed to do a, a, a AP 20, 20 signature. Um, so that's going to be a great guitar. Uh, on this record, I played some Les Pauls um, and uh, especially in, in Turn My Luck and a few other, yeah. um, I think, songs, licks, whatever. Um uh, it's it's nice to play. I I don't, I don't uh, have a, a last ball, but it's it's fun. And every now and then, uh, previous records also, Robin Ford lent me his, uh -huh. and it was fun to play his guitar yeah. for a session. And uh, every now and then, I get my hands on uh, last ball, and I I enjoy it. Uh -huh. So it's something I should definitely be getting in the in the future. Um, I have a the uh, Angelico uh, jazz guitar that I played recipe is romance on some jazzy lakes and some yeah um also i played on a nylon string uh, that solo in recipes rom is actually a combination of a nylon yamaha and and a d'angelico oh, okay. uh jazz guitar i was going to ask about that because i thought oh yeah that's the d'angelico and i was like hang on is that a nylon and how can you confuse the two so that's that's cool yeah them up. yeah obviously i i i i, I played them twice played that solo twice yeah, and yeah. I, I i um added it in that way i definitely wanted that that uh brazilian kind of a uh, uh portuguese yeah, kind of a sound awesome. to it uh and at the same time some jazzy lakes on, on on that guitar so that was a fun thing to do um 
for the rest, I think that was that was it. There's some slide guitars, and that's all played on. Uh, well, there's acoustic. Yeah, there's some acoustic slide, and man, it's even difficult to remember what I played it on. <laughs> um, maybe Ovation, twelve string, maybe uh, some. Yeah, there's been a lot of guitars in the studio where I was recording yeah, sure. here in uh, in Redondo Beach. And uh, we just pick whatever is on the on the spot. You know, they're hanging like they're hanging on your wall, yep. like they're all over the studio, and you just kind of pick and choose. That's fun. Whichever makes it the cut, whichever makes the cut, that's the that's the keeper. Great. There's some really cool slide playing through the record. You mentioned slide. Yeah. Uh, strong taste. That sort of jump blues is is yeah. the slide sounds amazing on that. Do you do you play in standard or do you use any open? I tune? play standard. Uh, what you hear there, uh, it might be going through a wah pedal it's electric yeah. and it's a strat sound so mm -hmm. strong taste is a is a great um uh see i should hear those songs again but that's what i think it is i know there's turn my luck it's got some acoustic slide on it um yeah but um yeah that was a fun group i mean there's a few songs that are really um really you know Thick blues uh, groove and, and strong taste is one of them. Ride it is another. Uh, Turn my luck and this is basically how I see blues. You know, I mean it's the stomp blues. It's the original okay. uh, from back in a day groove that can still be hip and it can still be if you produce it modern. Mm. It's really old old world meets new world, and that's really what what I was going for. Versus, okay, uh, stacking the record with shuffles and stuff. I've done shuffles in the past. Yeah, sure. slow, slow blues. I have uh, quite a few in, in the works for the next record. But this one, it was more like, okay, I want to get it as hip as possible using the old school beat and modern production and old school slide guitar and modern production and do it like that. Yeah, so cool. that, that's really what happened with, with those songs. Ride it, strong taste, turn my luck. Yeah, they kind of related, I guess, those, those three tunes. Um, my notes literally say uh, Turn My Luck is a very modern take on a traditional blues form, so that is cool. Mm -hmm. Doing this is really interesting. It's like a minor blues, kind of like a soulful minor blues, and then it morphs into this like gospel rave-up sort yeah. of thing. That's, that's really interesting. Is that maybe uh, earlier you were talking about you and Boothel bringing these different sides to the, uh, to the writing? Is that maybe an example of that? Oh, for sure. All the songs we brought together and we arranged together. That one was particularly, um, those were two songs, you know, those were two songs and um, those lyrics was belonging to, to two songs. That's the early, that's the early uh, version, you know, and then I think I said, we got to merge these two. They're talking about the same thing and I, I, I specifically love changing tempos during the song. I, I love that when you can speed up and yeah, yeah. get into a different groove. In this case, it's a, it's a real hard-hitting kind of a gospel groove, cheerful, and everybody's singing. And um, this song is, is very dear to me. I mean, I, I just can't wait to start playing it live. We've been, we've been working on it, but that's my whole time writing it. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I want this live. I want to play this live with a great band. And basically, mm, basically talks about from the moment guitar is made in the factory to the moment to then get in the hands of, of, of a player, then you sit down with it, you write music, you compose, you play it live, you, and then you come to the show and, and you kind of just make people happy with that instrument. And people leave 
the, the show just happy and, and, and you know that's something that I always get as feedback because I'm notorious about talking to my fans after the, the mm -hmm. show I've been doing this for 20 years and I never get enough of it I want to meet them I want to get the feedback um, and basically just to see them walk away happy from music is really what the point of the song is like doing this and, and, and how that makes us feel and how just having those instruments in our hands uh, make us feel and, and playing together on stage. Uh, yeah, and it, it has that wonderful um, part too, which uh, which is really getting into a, a, a just a, a kind of a gospel shout out, uh -huh. uh, a lot of energy, and and I mean we're just gonna we're just gonna play it next week and, yeah. and just have fun with it. It's gonna be great. That's so good. Yeah, you're a couple of days away from uh, I think another American tour, and then you're over to Europe. You you tend to tour a lot in Europe, obviously, like you said, you've got a band there. And in the U.S., is there much difference between audiences in, in those two continents? Yeah, we, we've toured a lot. I mean, we play more on this side of the ocean, that's for sure, mm -hmm. but almost as much as uh, in Europe. Um, Rian Section and me, we fly both, both sides of the ocean. In India, okay. we've got an extension of the band there, a Hammond and Two Horns, and here too, so it's a six-piece band. Uh -huh. And uh, both sides of the band is, is just uh, great players, you know. It's really a show-off to me. It's like I want to show off with my musicians yeah. because they're just so good. They both work on the idea of no rehearsals, mm -hmm. do your homework, show up ready 100%, and then just kill because they're that good. Um, the audiences are different in a good way, mm -hmm. you know. It's, it's a great way to tour because you never get tired of one type of crowd. And I love to wake up in Paris one day and, and wake up in New York the next. Sure. And um, uh, lots of times younger audiences in some of the European countries, especially like if you go to Portugal or if you go to Spain, you will find younger audience um, for blues. Um, that's nice. It's a nice change. And... Um, and then, of course, all the other countries like Western Europe is, yeah, they're they're very familiar with, with blues and jazz, and rock and funk, play whatever you want to them. And uh, and I mean the states, of course, you know states is, uh, yeah, they're 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 music gurus. You know, they they this is where it came from. Yeah, so they yeah. they got it. They they know it. They feel it. They they respond the way you want to respond them to respond. So it's just it's just wonderful to switch switch places and. Hopefully Australia uh, soon because yeah. I, I enjoyed that as well. That was that was different but great in a great way. So the album comes out May the fifth. What's the best way for people to get a copy or keep up with with what you're up to, Anna? Well, it's going to be on my website. It's actually, I guess, today or tomorrow. There's going to be a, um, a ways to pre-order, and pre-orders are shipping it shipping out two months ahead. Okay, so if you're cool. a fan you're going to get it and uh, you can get it and I'll be so happy to sign it. And then obviously uh, on the shows or, or, you know, that's, that's another way or online or, uh, you know, you can order it, I'm sure different ways and it'll get to you. So we got distribution in different countries and um, yeah, yeah, it's possible. But yeah, if you want it uh, faster than the release date, yeah. it's possible too. 
Very <laughs> cool, very cool. And uh, it's been so cool to meet you. I've known of you and your playing for a long time, but to meet you and to hear about the new record and really the amazing story of you pushing through these, these challenges and working with those people close to you, it's, um, it's really inspiring, actually. So congratulations on the record. And yeah, I'm so pleased you're, you're doing well and yeah, you're back out there playing music. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, well, th that's the thing. Like, I wanted to fight a quiet fight, not necessarily. Uh -huh. I didn't need the input from people or online sure, and, sure. and from, you know, I, I know so many people. I didn't want to scare the band necessarily. Is she going to play, not play, mm. the promoters? I wanted to just kind of, I was so shocked by the news. I'm thinking I'm going to keep it close. I want to inform just a few dear friends, uh, obviously my husband, yeah. my, my family, my, my sister, my, my dad, and my bass player, who was the only one that knew in both sides of the band. So, so you know, he would just, like, we would go uh, choose wigs, we would go choose outfits, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he would take care of the music, and this is how we w went through it. But I think now that the record is out, it's just simply not just another record for me. It's so much more behind it. And that's why I wanted to share the story and uh, really to encourage people because, you know, people get people are getting news like this or any kinds of news and whatever life throws at you every every day. You know, every day people are getting news uh, about health or about other things. Um, they're devastating. Uh, and I think if you can just, like, Okay, maybe I'm an example. A year down the line, you know, I'm playing a new instrument, I'm playing drums, I'm directing music videos, I'm coming out with records, I'm producing records and stuff like this. So it's not so bad. You know, I'm yeah. thinking like, okay, maybe maybe you feel uh, it's, it's a difficult day, but I think if I can just uh, inspire people in a way to just think ahead and this is just a phase and you can get over it, Again, with whatever your passion is in life, you better hold on tight to whatever your passion is. I think that's, that's definitely the way. That's amazing. So good. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Anna. Thanks for speaking to me on the podcast and uh, all the best. Thank you. Hope to see you in Australia sometime soon. I hope so. Thank you for calling. It's a pleasure talking to you. All right. There you go. Anna Popovich on the Guitar Speak podcast. Really cool speaking with her. The album is awesome and obviously the story and the circumstances around the creation of the album are very inspiring as well. It is really cool to hear Anna is doing really well, super healthy and probably as I record this outro, she's back on the road already playing a bunch of gigs. Check out AnnaPopovich.com for the album pre-sale links and all the tour dates happening right now. Mike, great thanks to Fretboard Biology, Joe and the team. Those guys have been supporting the podcast for over two years. Please check out that comprehensive online guitar course being developed and expanded as we speak. Very, very cool. It's Fretboard Biology. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining me. It's uh, We're hurtling towards seven years doing this show. Can't believe it. I've gotten to speak to so many fantastic musicians, some of them childhood heroes, some of them people I've just been sort of turned on to. And, of course, I have a great time on the Iconic series as well. I hang out with Rob Rhodes and Gabor Jessica, working musicians here in Australia, and uh, we have a great time talking about a whole bunch of themed guitar stuff on, on those episodes. Check those out if you haven't already. All right, time for me to go. 
My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. And of course, I want to leave you with the words of wisdom from Michael Schenker, who told me way back on episode number 150. Keep rocking. Keep on rocking. Keep on rocking, indeed. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.